This is the True To You podcast, your very own work bestie. Each week, we come together for honest conversations about reinventing yourself and your career, all while navigating a path towards meaningful work. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Yesterday, before I sat down to outline this episode, I reached out to my Instagram family and asked them a question around boundaries. And the question went like this, what do you find hard about setting boundaries? Was it answer A, having the conversation with someone about boundaries? B, sticking to a boundary once you've decided on it? Or C, I think I need boundaries, but I have no idea where to start. 24 hours after I posted that Instagram story, I got the results. 45% of you said A, 35% B, and 20% C. Well, the great news is, is that today I'm actually going to address all of the above in this episode because it's no surprise that these are actually the three most common questions I get around boundary setting. I've decided to create this episode as a mini masterclass and I'm going to run you through four steps in the boundary setting process. These four steps work for me and my clients. However, I am completely aware, full disclosure, this is not a simple topic of conversation. There are complexities with boundaries and for many of us, we have painful experiences where boundaries might have been violated, where we haven't felt like we've had the power to communicate a boundary or even been aware that we have the right to draw a line. Part of this work is about pausing, taking a step back, casting a bird's eye view over our work to see in reality how we are actually living. From there, we can consider whether creating new boundaries or relaxing other boundaries might help us reach our goals more powerfully or sooner. Hashtag winning. This leads me perfectly into the first step, which is self-awareness. And before I dive into some questions around self-awareness and boundaries, I am going to share a little story with you that goes back about eight years now to a time when I was starting a project that was a fairly big creative project for me at the time. Apart from some goals that I had in health and fitness, I really didn't have a lot of creative projects on the side apart from my work. My work was really demanding, but my best friend and I came up with this plan to start a blog, a holistic beauty blog. And it was all about approaching beauty from the inside out. We had product reviews. We interviewed some really amazing women. We shared stories of our own journey. We posted every single week. We had an Instagram. We were doing all of the things, Facebook even, I think as well. And 
what you can imagine is that this took quite a bit of work, a lot of planning, meeting with my best friend and ensuring we are on track to be consistent and launch this project. This was the first time and sadly, I probably on reflection, there was many times before this where I needed to stop and pause and think about where I needed boundaries in my life. But this is the first one where I think I had the, enough self-awareness to say, ah, oh, something's going to have to change if I'm going to add this project to my plate because I was working full time. I was trying to keep on health on top of my health and fitness and have a good relationship and all of those things. And so in order to add this to my plate, there might have been something that had to change. And what I realized was that I needed some boundaries around my time and what I said yes to and what I said no to. What that meant is that I didn't go out as much anymore. I didn't really want to be hung over and have no motivation to work on my creative project on the weekends. And I had to have the energy and I wanted to remain excited about this project because this is something that we had been thinking about for a really long time. So there you go. That is an example of having enough self-awareness to realize that you need boundaries in place because there was a goal and I had too much on my plate if I was going to add this into my life. So step one is about getting clear on what you want and what kind of experience of life do you want. Now, if you were someone that said, answer C, I think I need boundaries, but I don't know where to start, this is where I would start. This is a, a really great practice for you to begin to notice where you might need boundaries in your life. Some things that you can start to ask yourself to see where you might need those boundaries would be, what are my goals this year? Business, family, health, financial, or what are my priorities? What are my top one to three priorities in my life? What do I value in my work, in my relationships? And am I really living through my values? What kind of leader? Now, this could be what kind of team member, what kind of mom, what kind of sister, partner do I want to be for other people? For the purpose of this episode, what I want you to do is focus in on one area of your life or a goal that you might have in your work and a change that you would like to see there. If there's a change you want to make and you've got, had enough self-awareness by answering these questions to realize that maybe you're not living fully into your values, maybe there's some things that need to become a priority, then you need to ask yourself, why are these things not happening for me? Am I being the person that I need to be in order to make this thing happen if you like, in my life? If you're not getting what you want and you hear yourself saying, I never have enough time or I always run out of time or I'm too tired, then boundaries are key, my friend. Comes back to my story of starting a blog. I could have easily said to myself, I just don't have time for this project, but I didn't. 
I said, I'm going to have to make time. There's more than enough time. I just need to shuffle my priorities and I might have to say no to a few things. This also comes back to how you use your energy, what energy you're giving out, what energy you're giving back to yourself and the allocation of your energy resources. Where are you leaking energy? And is that because you don't have a boundary in place? Remember also that when you say yes to something, it's imperative that you know what you are saying no to. So maybe when you hear that, you realize, oh yeah, I am that person that says yes to everything. So what is something in my life that I've identified as a priority or something that I value? And maybe I need to say no to a few things in order to bring that up the priority list. Another big one for me in my life is, do I want okay relationships or exceptional relationships? Would a boundary elevate my relationship with my partner from, okay, it's going good, to exceptional? Then ask yourself, who do I need to be and what do I need to do to have a conversation with the other person in my life? Because chances are, If you're going to make it an exceptional relationship, then you both need to put some boundaries in place, (laughs) which is the scary part, right? As a business owner, you're probably focused on not only leading yourself really powerfully, but perhaps you have a team where you need to lead others. So what you need to remember, and this even goes for uh, leading your clients or your customers and showing up really powerfully for them is that leaders model appropriate boundaries and it should be encouraged that your team members set their own boundaries and be respectful of others but first it might take you to set the boundaries and be a person that stands behind those in order to model that as a possibility for your team. Brene Brown has this great phrase called living big And BIG is an acronym that is the cornerstone of great leaders. It stands for boundaries, integrity, and generosity. So there you have it. That's step one. That is all about gaining self-awareness, thinking about how you're actually living, how you want to be living, what your goals are, and what role a boundary might play in helping you to achieve that. Step two then is taking this awareness and understanding what your current boundary personality looks like. And this is really important because we need to know where we are starting from. Are we starting with non-existent boundaries and being really loose with our boundaries or are we super rigid and do we need to relax them a little bit maybe? So Loose boundaries can have their repercussions. And this is a few defining characteristics of someone that will have loose boundaries. So you may identify with some of these. You feel like your needs are not being met. Sometimes that might be in a relationship. Sometimes that might be in your work. You are frustrated or overreactive quite often around situations that can be big or small, and you hear yourself saying, gosh, I just feel like I'm being walked all over all the time. 
You allow other people to influence your direction or your productivity. They schedule your life for you. And when we experience all of these different emotions, they eat away at our confidence and our trust in others and ourselves. And in any situation, this is going to lead to gossiping, blaming others rather than taking responsibility for yourself. That's if your boundaries are super loose. And like I say, some areas of your life, you might feel like this, others not so much. On the other side of the coin, you've got these really rigid boundaries where everything is very rigid and boundaries up. And this is someone that I probably lean towards personally in my own life. I love to get shit done. And so no one is stopping me often. And I'm very much make my own rules and decide what's important. And sometimes that can have its downfalls. Rigid boundaries show up for people when they are very high functioning and very independent. And you might hear yourself saying, I can do it all myself, which means that unfortunately we find it really hard to ask for help. We often believe that asking help from others looks poorly on us and our results. I can totally identify with that. And the final thing is that we are control freaks. We want to control that outcome. So having a think about those different areas, where do you sit on the spectrum? Would you say that when you think about your goal or the priority that you have in your life right now, which camp do you sit in? Okay. And as I said, at times we may need to jump from one side to the other in order to achieve our goals. Our priorities will change over time. That's completely okay. This is life for work. (laughs) They can change with an existing situation or in the case of our career or relationships, we might learn something from a previous situation that we decide we don't want to repeat in another Okay, let's go on to step three. Once we know, okay, I know where I need to set a boundary. I can see that I'm probably letting someone else dictate my schedule or in my relationship, I'm really rigid with my boundaries and maybe if I relaxed them, we might have a good time. (laughs) Whatever it is, you know that step one and step two, you now have a starting point to communicate the boundary, to decide what the boundary is, and then communicate it with another person in your life, or maybe set that boundary with yourself. And this is an art. This is a practice. This is a vulnerable and a brave act. And when you're communicating a boundary to another, I want to say you will not always get it right the first time. So be compassionate with yourself, cut yourself some slack and enjoy the ride. (laughs) So different types of boundaries before we go into what the conversation could look like. We first need to establish what type of boundary we need. And there's a lot of nuances around this. Uh, One type of boundary might be a, a time boundary. So for my husband and I, we have a set night or set nights during the week, which we don't do any work on. There's no overtime with work. 
that time is preserved for us to be together, even if that's sitting on the couch and having a chat, that's really sacred time. So that's a time boundary. We might have a space boundary. For us, we also have a space boundary around phones. So unless my husband's away and I'm at home on my own, then no phones in the bedroom. Imperative. And You might have a moral or an ethical boundary. Now, these ones often are set by the culture around you, by your religious practices or society. They are often assumed and they can go uncommunicated. The next boundary would be an internal emotional boundary. This is a boundary that you set with yourself personally to support a stronger sense of self. For example, you might decide that a boundary that you're going to put in place with your friends is that you are not going to take on their stories as your own to bear, or maybe it's just with you personally that you're not going to engage in comparison thinking, that that's going to be a practice for you, or you're not going to be that friend that gets dumped on by that one person in your life. That's an internal emotional boundary that you set either with yourself or at times that may need to be extended to another person. And then finally, a behavioral boundary. This is the one I work on with my clients a lot, especially when it comes to family and what they're willing to accept and not accept especially if they're having a hard time making a change in their life and they are getting caught up in something to do with family. So they need to set a boundary with themselves or perhaps with someone in their life in terms of what is okay and what is not okay, what they're willing to accept and not accept. The next thing is not hesitating on communicating the boundary. Once you are aware that you need a boundary, you know that you're either very rigid or very loose with your boundaries, you've decided on what type of boundary it is, not hesitating on the communication part. Brene Brown, as I mentioned before, is someone that has done extensive research on boundary setting. And the number one reason that people hesitate is because they don't want to make others mad. They don't want to disappoint them. They worry that there will be implications for themselves and their likability if the act of communicating a boundary does not go down well. (laughs) Has anybody experienced those feelings? Has anybody experienced those hesitations around setting boundaries because you are worried what other people think? You are not alone. That is the core reason why we don't do this work and also probably the biggest reason why this work is so important. Secondly, people hesitate on communicating boundaries because they don't want to sound selfish. They don't want to be unlikable. Yet when the participants of her studies, of Brene Brown's studies, didn't set boundaries, they often had implications like resenting the other person, being angry or being frustrated. And I know that if you have a partner or you live in close proximity with someone, not communicating the boundary can often make it even harder for you in the long run. And so without 
communicating boundaries, it can be a lose-lose situation. So what do you have to gain then? If we hesitate a lot on communicating boundaries, surely there's something good on the other side of this conversation. What is the benefits of having boundaries? Well, it is a core element of cultivating trust between two people. I can 100% say this from my own experience, that this is integral to trusting yourself and to trusting other people, to creating trust within a team, and yes, trust with yourself, number one. It's about communicating your needs. We all want to feel like our needs are being met. It's about asking what you need to succeed at your goals, to thrive in your role as a father, as a mother, as a leader, and achieve the kind of relationship that you want and you desire and you deserve when you communicate your needs and bring others into the conversation. Whilst they may not be directly involved, they get on board with you and it opens up the invitation for them to support you. Boundaries can also be really effective for supporting communion and have long-term benefits in relationships. And as I said earlier, some of the nuances around boundaries have been things that we have put in place in our relationship, be it around time, be it a space boundary, and they have elevated our relationship and that idea of going from a good or a great relationship to an exceptional relationship has happened due to boundaries. Okay, so this step of communicating boundaries is all about something called enrollment and the definition of enrollment that I am going to give you comes from the landmark teachings and this is not something that I share very often. However, I did do the landmark forum <laughs> very long time ago. And what I do recall, though, is that they had a really great definition of enrollment. So enrollment is a kind of sharing that causes a new possibility to be present for another, such that they are touched moved and inspired by that new possibility. And the act of enrollment is not to be confused with <laughs> enrolling someone in a course or registration. Enrollment is, as I said, about leaving someone touched, moved and inspired by a new possibility. And you can see how this is really important in teams and relationships or with your clients. So the first part of this enrollment process, when you are communicating the desire or the need for a boundary with another person, is to be clear, be respectful, and be open. These three things are an act of generosity. So when you communicate the boundary, say what you mean. And that is why people hesitate, is because they're afraid of what someone might think. But when you are clear, when you are respectful and when you are open, you're not trying to sit to, uh, <laughs> I couldn't say that word properly. You're not trying to shit sandwich the situation. Okay. You are not trying to dance over the need for the boundary. You are simply being clear, respectful and open. And most of the time, 
You will be surprised. People will be thankful for the clarity and appreciate the rarity of seeing someone ask for what they need. Once you have expressed the boundary, the desire for the boundary, communicated it, be okay with there being space, with the other person taking time to reflect on what you've said. There may be lengthy pauses, but don't blurt out your words and then turn and run away. (laughs) There's a thing called the pregnant pause, and that's about embracing the space. So once you've said your piece, take a big deep breath and then stay with the other person. This is especially important if you are afraid of this whole process. If you both agree on the boundary, go about your ways, whether the boundary involves both of you or involves just yourself. The third and most critical part to this conversation is having integrity. So whether this is your own self-responsibility to clean up when you don't commit to your boundary, when you make a mistake, or have someone create accountability for you to notice when you are breaking your boundaries. That same goes for if you are in a team or if you are in a relationship where this boundary is something that you are both committed to, then When one of you breaks the boundary, you need to have the balls to own up and confess and say, look, I have not been very good with this. Let's reset. Maybe we were over ambitious with this boundary. Maybe we need to scale it back a little bit and start again so that we create a ritual and a practice make this a habit for both of us and I need you to support me on this. The final step is sticking to the boundary. Consider the boundary like forming a habit. Statistics say that habits take around 67 days before they are dialed in. So as I said right way back at the beginning, you need some self-compassion when it comes to this work. Go easy on yourself Realize that you are going to need to be in it for the long haul. Like my friend Shauna Ryan would say, and P.S., you can listen to more of Shauna and her story if you go back to episode 11. But something Shauna said in that episode was starting with low stakes boundary setting, as in start small and work your way up. The third and final thing I would say on this is this concept of how necessity plays out when it comes to sticking to a boundary. Necessity or necessary, they're interchangeable in this conversation. And I shared more about this concept of necessity in episode 14, which was titled How to Have a Great Relationship to Time. But essentially, the theory is the more forces you have driving you in that life that deem that boundary or that goal to be necessary, the more likely you are to commit to it. So you need a high amount of necessity. So what you want to ask yourself is, do I have trouble sticking to this boundary because it's actually not a priority for me? 
or it's not actually going to get you to your goal, that particular boundary. So maybe you need to rethink what it looks like. When things like relationships, finances, health or family are on the line, so when there's forces like that at play, when not abiding by this boundary might compromise one other area of your life, we typically take action. How often do we react and take action because we might risk some losing someone, we might risk losing our health. And so in those situations, necessity is really high. So what we want to do is create necessity without having to get to that point, without having to get to that do or die, life or death, dramatic point, because that's a scary place to be in when we have to set boundaries from that place. So you need to start to create your own necessity on your own. You need to create your own driving forces to say that I am a person that does this thing. I am a person that is healthy, that is strong, that I do these creative projects and start small, implement one small boundary, practice it for 67 days and then go up from there. Wow. Okay. That was one hell of a masterclass on boundaries. Thank you so much for sticking with me. I really hope that this has been helpful for you, that you have some homework to do now. You might want to go back and rewind this episode and find the bits that you need to work on a little Remember that this is a practice. I think I have said this multiple times in this episode and it requires developing a level of self-awareness, which means this is work for life. Okay, I am handing it over to you. I would love to know what you took away from this episode. Please do not hesitate to drop me a DM on Instagram at Ruby K Marsh. As I said, this question around what you find hard about boundary setting got a lot of responses on the Instagram stories the last 24 hours. So make sure you drop me a DM at Ruby K Marsh if there was something in this episode that resonated with you, if you've got questions, if you need a little support to go deeper with this work. If you just need a cheer squad to cheer you on while you set your boundaries, I can be that for you. Have an amazing week, my friend, and bye for now.